to you live. That's right, Radioactive Land. Mike, how you doing, man? Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Are you hungry right. for more? Always hungry for more. <laughs> <laughs> well, right on, my man. How's your uh, afternoon treating you so far? How am I coming in? Hot? Hot to try? I feel like I'm a little hot uh, here. Uh, coming in good. Real right, good. Nice. Nice and crisp. Excellent. Real good. Yeah, everything sounds good. Feels good. Everything's good in the Chi Town. Friendly folks. Oh yeah. All right. Beautiful weather. I lucked out. I spent half the day just sitting around, literally just sitting in my van waiting for parts. Oh really? That's nice, man. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just listen to podcast. Little Joe Rogan. How's uh? How's the experience going these days? He's got. He's, he's probably going to end up interviewing Trump. That's what it sounds like. Is that for real? Because I have been seeing this around, and uh, I thought actually, no, no, Tucker did just interview Trump, right? Yeah. Okay, and so the next one's going to be Joe Rogan. I think he's going to end up doing it. Yeah. All right. That's what. I, that's the vibe I got. I don't know. Okay, well, I'm excited hard for to, that. Hard. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Yeah, hard <laughs> to listen to. Fucking uh, Vivek is all over the place. Is it Vivek? I, I've been saying it racistly wrong all this time. I guess uh, I've been going at it with the Vivek. Oh, maybe it's Vivek. Uh, uh, some uh, Shwarma Swamsky. What's his name? Shwarma Swamsky. Dude, I, get I gotta right? tell you, man. I, I was Shwarma like starving Swinsky? the other night, right? <laughs> Did you go get some shawarma after watching Shawarmaski? What's his name? <laughs> Rebe Shawarma. <laughs> Rivek from Skorsky. <laughs> no, there's no ski. That's Polish. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Sorry, I got it all wrong. I got it backwards. Rivek uh, Ramaswamy. 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 Yeah, I've been hearing Ramaswamy a few times. Maybe here. Wrong. You shouldn't listen to me on this. I'm the worst person to listen to on this. I walked around the Middle East for a whole year just calling everybody Sam. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like using Bob. Everybody could go by Bob. Yeah. yeah, but they don't have a Bob. But everybody's name over there has a Sam somewhere in the name. Oh, that is very smart. Very smart. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I got a little distracted there. Had a little no, beer run in the middle of the show. All right. <clears throat> Dude, so I was like starving the other night, and I'm like, man... All, all, all they had open on uh, Uber Eats was Mexican food, and I had a burrito for lunch. Couldn't double down on the burritos. No, you know? I, I like doubling uh, down on the Mexican, actually. It's one of the few that I can feel okay. Like, you can't do, I can't even do Italian two nights in a row, let alone in the same day. I mean, I've done it. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, it's probably, you're right, the only one I will do. But, I don't know, I just didn't feel like it. Then I saw uh, this, a shawarma place. All and right. They had, uh, they had the shawarma wrap. Yeah, man. And I looked at it. And I'm looking at it, and it had everything. I was like, ah, oh, that's pretty much a Middle Eastern burrito. That's right. How man. different could it be? I mean, uh, the gyro is kind of like a Greek burrito, just open faced. That's exactly what I was thinking. Literally, you're reading my mind right now. <laughs> I'm psycho. I, I like, it's <laughs> exactly what I was thinking as I was looking at it. I'm reading the, the, the ingredients and how it's made and everything. I'm like, this is going to be great. Yeah. It was the one of the worst things I've ever 
They, uh, the seasoning, yeah. the seasoning okay. these Middle Easterns put in the food, man. Well, they, and then you're, <laughs> they you're right, it got me bag. because it was like a cross between the Mexican and the Greek. Because then they had some like cucumber sauce. Yeah, the tzatziki sauce is a major sell for me in any dish. But I got to say, and now that I'm just thinking about it out loud, Euro burrito would be fantastic. Which kind of Euro? Well, you know, the... <laughs> The classic gyro, and then you throw in the meat, right? And you get the, you slice it off the the spindle. You have the uh, onions, bed oh, of lettuce. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I call it a gyro. I thought you meant like gyro, like Euro- European. It's like which kind of country? Oh, Dude, like yeah. The there's gyro. a. Oh, no, I never took you to the place over here. It's right on twenty uh, fifth. <laughs> they have the gyro burrito. Ah, uh, gyro. Sorry, I was saying it. Wrong, I guess. <laughs> no, no, you're saying it right. I say it like an American, and and I love I love when people try to correct me. I oh care. yeah, I don't. I'm I like all variations of the gyro. Uh, I dig on the gyro as well. You know, I I accept the gyro. You know, I said gyro. Gyro's good. <laughs> I dig on the gyro. You're, you're getting you're kind of getting fancy with the letters there. The G. You're going hard G <laughs> with the G. I just do it. Going with the yeah. E sound with the Y. Gyro. The, the last, the last time I went into this one place, I was like, "Yeah, let me get two gyros and uh, you know whatever." And the, the guy is trying to correct me. You don't even speak English, buddy. You're, you're, <laughs> you're from somewhere south of the border to America, you and you're correcting Honduran. me on a Greek <laughs> word. Like, go f- What are we doing here, man? Hey, man. Uh, shut your trap and make me the gyro, okay? Make me the gyro. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I say. You know what I meant, right? Listen, pal, okay, I well, didn't... When I, when I run across a hundred of you every fucking day, I understand what you mean. I don't correct you. I'm not you here know? for the history lesson. I'm here for some lunch. All right? Give me, <laughs> make up the gyro. <laughs> yeah, the shawarma gyro, or uh, shawarma wrap. Not a hit. Terrible. All right, not yeah. even a good wrap. Really got my mind turning, though, on the burrito gyro, the gyrito, uh, how this burrito. is not a thing um, all over. No, it is a thing around here. Okay, There's that makes sense. There's two places that do it. Yeah, yeah. Only because... You just gotta... Oh, right, yeah. Go no, well, you know, the sandwich, I was a big sandwich lover all my life, but nowadays, I have to say, the burrito is the superior form of food. Dude, you literally could just grab it in the middle of your lunch break, and while you're driving, while you're walking, you could eat it. You could do an entire meal in a burrito. Like, you could have a Thanksgiving meal in a burrito. Turkey, mashed potatoes, cranberry sauce, gravy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could make anything into a burrito form. There's a place downtown, they did, they've been, they do that with sandwiches. Yeah, so they, like, uh, yeah, they pretty much take like a French loaf and they fucking cut it in half. Yeah, yeah. and it's like that's right. Whole, you know, they have like the meatloaf and the whatever. I'm very familiar with the uh, the sandwich variations of all these things, but my mind never nails it. I'm way I'm focusing. <clears throat> you know what I always thought would be great is you know sliders, variations of sliders. Right, you got your Reuben slider, your Philly cheesesteak slider. Mm. You know, you could really you know go all I over the sliders. place. Uh, sliders, man. See, you're not a you're not a guy who hangs at the bar, a bar fly, if you will. I'm a big time bar fly. I always have. Don't, been. Say, uh, don't sell me short on that one, because I'll hang at the bar. <clears throat> I like the. Um, I'm a wing guy and a uh, hot dog, the mini hot dog. Interesting, right on. Yeah, see, uh, as a uh, former bar fly and bar worker myself, <laughs> I uh, was big on the sliders. You usually get the three, you know, and um, no side, right? So you could skip the fries. And it's just a quick couple bites, and you're back in the game. You can uh, down as many shots as you feel. 
Uh, I hate sliders. Give me a burger. <laughs> you know what I mean? What are we doing here? Oh, I'm a big time slider man. But either way, uh, burritos—that's mm. where the action is at, man. So, but I know can... what you're, I know where you are going with this. So the way they do the gyro burrito is it's just—it's literally, uh, it's 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 the mix, it's the toppings of a burrito on right. top of gyro meat. But then instead of sour cream, it's the tzatziki sauce, which is way superior to sour cream on every level. Oh, fuck sour cream, dude. I don't know who decided that goes on anything. I enjoy a nice, nice little dollop of sour cream on my classic taco. Uh, it's even called sour cream. Yeah, it's sour. It's bad. It's delicious. Once milk gets sour, it's bad. I don't dig so. on milk, but I dig on the sour cream. How funny does, is that? Does, does sour cream come from milk? I'm assuming it does, right? No? I believe it's completely processed with soy byproduct and whatever Bill Gates <laughs> is growing in the mosquito farm. Right, it's all just oh, mixed they together. The yeah, they milk the mosquitoes <laughs> with all the GMO juice, you know, and they squeeze all that COVID out of them and the malaria. They put it into that uh, sour cream mix there. He combined his DNA with the mosquitoes. Now they have huge areolas. <laughs> and they go by the name Sam Smith, as we've uh, covered here. I was trying to think about who we were talking about. Maybe one of the greatest conversations we've ever had on this show. There's no doubt about it. Uh, so, yeah, man. Uh, to put a bow on this one, people, stay away from the shawarma, uh, whatever. Stay, just stay away from those people. I like a good shawarma, and I <clears> have <throat> had like a shawarma burrito type thing. Never really, they can't seem to make the crossover. It's unfortunate, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I do agree with you. <laughs> they tend to include certain spices that we're not, uh, you know, too big on here in the uh, in the overpowering, Americas. a little overpowering. And, yeah. And when I finished. I was like, all right, that was a, that was a great appetizer. Where the fuck's the main dish? Oh, no. I was so hungry still. That sounds kind of lame. That should not happen at a shawarma place. I, I thought the idea of shawarma or gyro or gyro for you Midwesterners, uh, you know, the idea is it's busting at the seams. There's so much meat that we can't even close the gaps on the bread the, here. The meat is so cheap, you're not even hiding the fact that you stacked it sp- you know, speared it with a metal thing. And it's, <laughs> it's it's just spinning on these heat lamps in front of these heat lamps all day. Oh, it's so good, man! It's so delicious. T- yeah, I love it. But it's like literally the cheapest meat you could buy. Absolutely, it's, it's not even fully beef. It's like half a lamb. It's half. How cheap is a fucking lamb? The the meat byproduct that they use for uh, euros <laughs> is, I think, a it's like a mix between beef and lamb, if I'm not mistaken. That's oh, so, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So you know, there's. The plant where they make the beef lamb concoction, there's a lot of weird stuff going on there, I can only presume, you know? Well, none of those people are going home and eating some of that food. <laughs> they're, not, they're not getting a gyro, a gyro, or a gyro, gyro, whatever, <laughs> you know? Oh, man. Yeah, well, well it's too bad you got uh, screwed over on the shawarma. I had some really delicious uh, shawarma in Seattle about five years ago when we were there for a wedding. This was pre-Chaz, so you were still able to walk around downtown without getting raped or murdered. Uh, <laughs> it was wonderful. Beautiful experience. Seattle was lovely. Before Chaz. Yeah, who would want that? <laughs> I know. Yeah, who wants police, right? To like keep things oh, orderly? <laughs> okay, here's a question to you then, Mr. Safe. How'd you get your adrenaline rush? <laughs> 
must have been such a boring night out. It was uh, yeah, tame and boring. There's no doubt about it. We Can't wait to hear this boring story where you didn't get stabbed. Yeah, go ahead. Great radio, Frank. Yeah, no stabbing, unfortunately. It's not like it was San Francisco or anything where I'm a billionaire and I just get stabbed in front of my apartment. <laughs> and then everybody forgets about it. Yeah. <laughs> the best part was like two weeks later, it's like, hey, everybody, look. It was a hit. Yeah, no, no, no. Nobody cares, man. It's not because of our bad policies. Yeah, this guy was, was murdered. By that point, we were obsessed with, um, what, probably something in Ukraine or a black cloud uh, exploding over Pennsylvania or something, I think that right? was Trump, Trump. Was that Trump's first indictment? Oh, the first indictment. Man, those were uh, those were good old days. I tell those you days? <laughs> Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I got to say, the Trump indictment, huge dud, bro. I think they missed the mark on this one, man. Like, they really kind of blew it. Uh, now yeah, we could go into it, but I want to hear about your Seattle story. No, oh, I didn't really have a... That was it. Oh, it was just uh, we had good shawarma. In Seattle? Yes, they have a lot of Middle Eastern and Mediterranean folk there, and uh, it was good. It was fantastic. Probably the best I've had anywhere else. And I don't really seek out the shawarma too often, but Seattle, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give you the uh, the mark for this one. You, you guys nailed it. It's. Uh, you know. I feel like every. I feel like you would even go into the McDonald's in Seattle and then be like, okay, this is a Big Mac, but. But we substituted the <laughs> lettuce with the red cabbage. And, <laughs> and the meat is impossible. Right? Impossible meat. It's impossible burger. I got to say, on that same trip, we were road tripping, right? We did the wedding in Seattle. Um, then we tripped it down to San Fran. Uh, and we stopped off in Portland. And Portland was a memorable eating experience only because... You know, they were, they're well-known for their food truck areas. They have these two parks. They're massive, and they are totally dedicated to the food trucks, and you walk around, and it's a whole experience. And I, I remember from about a decade ago being totally blown away and you know, just consumed by uh, all the incredible food and just the experience and the people. Uh, but when we were back there on our trip, uh, all I remember trying to eat some gyro actually in this food park, uh, truck park, were, were the mountains of trash exploding yes. out of the trash cans, and then yes. this the the drugged out, zombied homeless people just you know droning around asking for money. It, it was uh, yeah, a disgusting dining experience. Dude, uh, it's, it's probably happened in every city. They did it here where they like. People were setting up like shacks, restaurants, like with these weird. They're like, "Oh, this is great. We're gonna start an economy." But they dropped these like containers in these in this area. That's right. Yeah. And they like turned them into these like little food huts, you know. And they ran power and sewer and everything. And like, yeah, it all turned to shit. The only reason those people were profitable selling food out of a little shanty they built on their front lawn was because they weren't paying taxes, they weren't paying for electricity, they weren't paying for water, you know? Yeah, that's why it's profitable to do the food truck if you can mosey around town finding the spots where you can do it for free or where they let you set up, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, otherwise, free, yeah. you know, it costs some money. Uh, yeah, dude. The... And then who picks up the trash? You, you run into this whole thing of like, all right, well, now I'm running a restaurant. It's not profitable, you know? Also... <laughs> 
I was reading an article in NPR about a week or two ago how there's a group of folks fighting to keep those outdoor dining units that they had set up during COVID in New York City. And oh, like, go fuck yourself. And people, everybody else is like, get that shit off the road. You're taking up parking spaces and it's yes. causing traffic and COVID's over. Uh, no matter how much you want to bring it back, it's over. But uh, <sighs> they... They like want to keep these things because people out there apparently love the aesthetic and like you know the experience of you know eating next to sewer rats outside in New York where they pile <laughs> trash bags on the curb like that's that's what you want to experience while you're eating some spaghetti. To be fair though, the view must be quite spectacular. You got one car racing away from cops. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> you look kitty corner to that, and there's just a group of teens running out of a store. Not a mob, just misguided teens <laughs> running out of a store. You know, apparel going everywhere. That's right, dude. Well, speaking of teens robbing stores, we just covered Nordstrom's in, I want to say it was L.A., right, where they had the mob of 40 people come in there and just ransack it for 20 minutes, <laughs> and they bear-maced the security guard, and it was just total <laughs> anarchy. That- I thought that was San Francisco. Okay, I did too. I wasn't too sure, and I didn't really want to do the digging, but uh, apparently Nordstrom's from San Francisco, back in the news, my man. After 35 years, the doors of Nordstrom's department store in downtown San Francisco closed for good on Sunday. It's the latest in a series of retail closures in the city by the bay, as it struggles to regain its footing. It's unfortunate to see what's been going on in the city, but hopefully somebody steps in to clean it up. And it's unfortunate that Nordstrom has to go. When Nordstrom opened its doors in 1988, the surrounding neighborhood was considered, well, pretty rough. But the massive store was a success and helped spark a rebirth of the city's downtown. Fast forward to this May. I'm thinking about Mike Epps a lot now. What you said about Mike Epps. Uh, Mike Epps, right? I always want to say Ray Epps. <coughs> I know, I know. It's not <laughs> and the company made the call to close the space. Think about how, like, perfect it is well it was outrageously overpriced it was unlivable for most people making like six figures so yeah it does make sense let's just make it so unlivable we just have to just bottom out the price of everything start over start fresh man it's a it's called a refresh to be fresh they think they hired some people from subway foot traffic and our ability to (laughs) 10 years is not going to be san francisco it's just going to be frank Actually, in 10 years, they'll be owned by Jimmy John's. I don't know if you, uh, (laughs) did you hear Jimmy John's bought out Subway? No. Yeah, man. Shut, shut, no. Yeah, I believe Jimmy John's owns Subway. No way. I'm pretty sure. I'm almost certain. If only I had something in front of me that could tell me whether or not that's true. Do they have any of those magical devices? What do you call them? (laughs) Computers? Do they exist still? <laughs> I don't know. I think they turned that CERN machine on. Yeah, know, maybe, uh, maybe I, may, I may have uh, confused some information down the pipeline. I read the news late at night, and then also early in the morning. I'm both <clears throat> faded pretty much. at. Uh, oh, Frank, times. you're so stupid. I knew, I knew it couldn't be true.
Subway wasn't bought by Jimmy John's. Roar Capital now owns both of them. <laughs> who does? <laughs> who? Yeah, so, uh, some trillion dollar company that you never heard of. So Jimmy John himself no longer even owns Jimmy John's, actually? Oh, no, they were bought out. Dude, everybody, every big, like any company me and you both know the name of, and like we have one by our house, they are all owned by like these three companies. I forgot what they said. It's the same Is company it? that owns like Domino's and everything else, right? Isn't that kind of how it goes? I think they said BlackRock. Is in charge of ten trillion dollars. That's outrageous, man. Yeah, BlackRock is buying out all the homes everywhere that people are gonna uh, soon foreclose on. Yeah. So okay. So yeah, BlackRock. They're not worth ten trillion. They manage tri- ten trillion dollars. So collectively around the world, people have given them ten trillion dollars that they invest with. That's why they could just pretty much they control the world because they could they have enough money to make or break any. Co- there's only two countries in the world whose GDP is higher than $10 trillion. U.S. and China. Wow, Everybody man. else is managing less money than BlackRock. That should scare the pants off of everybody out there currently. And did you say BlackRock yeah. now owns Jimmy John's and Subway? No, no, that's a company I've never heard of. Oh, okay. Rourke Capital? Oh, okay, Rourke. All right. Yeah. Maybe get some stock in some Rourke, man. They own all the sandwiches. <laughs> They probably own, they're going to buy uh, Jersey Mike's in any minute, man. Well, that's what I was going to say. I wouldn't buy them. I'd buy whoever owns Jersey Mike's. Cause yeah, Jimmy you'd... John's and Subway, I'm not really impressed by your portfolio. Yeah, the product <laughs> is crap these days, and you don't see a lot of either one popping up everywhere, but you oh, see dude, the Jersey Mike's capital, popping up everywhere. 30, sorry, $37 billion. <laughs> Losers. You want to play with the big boys, you got to start talking BlackRock numbers here. <laughs> you better get a T in that number there. <laughs> but the, hey, but that B is pretty cute. I like that. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. <laughs> I bet you even capitalize it. Yeah, three commas, okay. It's okay. Uh, we're proud of you. <laughs> that's right. All right, yeah. man. Uh, so San Francisco's dying. Shall we continue? Oh, yeah. I forgot the story. Great successfully. The data is striking. Researchers tracking urban cell phone data confirmed that as of June, downtown San Francisco was at the bottom of their recovery list, with just 32% of pre-pandemic foot traffic, trailing similarly sized cities like Austin and Seattle. Red- and this is Seattle post-Chaz. Can you believe it? That's incredible. They're rebounding wow. better than San Francisco after Chaz. Residents say they can feel the difference. I do see less foot traffic. Like I work down here on Market Street, and there's like just half as many places to go to lunch now. Looking out of our window into other buildings, you see floor after floor after floor of empty desks, which is a little bit ominous. The city, like many across the country, also grappling with crime, homelessness, and drugs, putting an additional strain on local businesses. But crisis can create opportunity. The mayor's office has floated the idea of replacing Nordstrom and its surrounding mall with a soccer stadium. And business leaders say empty spaces are being turned over to tenants that could never have afforded them in the old days. To nonprofits, to artist groups, to entities which will come in and create interesting activities which will attract people. Next month, the city begins giving temporary leases to organizations like this one, an art studio for people with disabilities, in the hopes that a new crop of tenants can do for San Francisco <laughs> what Nordstrom once did. Yeah, so instead of Nordstrom's bringing in a bunch of shoppers, they're going to have a bunch of retards bringing a bunch of retards. See, it's going to be San Francisco be great. <laughs> listen, 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 Democrats, I 
I, I could not be happier that uh, these mentally challenged people found a place yes. to, uh, to, to, have, to have their art class. I <laughs> yes. think it's great. Yeah, absolutely. I think, they, I think around the country we should dedicate spaces. I'm sure we have enough for, you know, handicapped people to have art classes. But the fact that this, this place you're giving them two years ago was worth I don't, I don't even know five thousand dollars a square foot. Like <laughs> no, what, was, what was it? You know what I mean? And, and now you're just giving it away. That's what we're worried about. The sweet message, though. I do. I am happy for the the, the artists. It's very yeah. positive, opportunistic way to go out. No doubt, you guys are giving spaces up for uh, people with Down syndrome, and uh, <laughs> all the local artists now have a place to draw. This is good. This is excellent. <laughs> Let me put this in a way uh, Hollywood people would understand. <clears throat> Your city is the Terminator, slowly going into the lava. And you are, <laughs> you are grabbing his hand saying, Don't worry, we'll save the arm so that we can invent the technology to build you in the future. <laughs> Dude, you kind of nailed it, actually. They're the Terminator yeah. going down, and at the last minute he gives the thumbs up, like it's all going to be okay, right? But then they save the arm. Isn't that how they one guy... Uh... Yeah. Remember that the, yeah. that's the, how they created him in the future. Talking about the black Started dude the in the future. Ah, I didn't want to. I don't want to call him out by his race, but well, he's the only black guy in the movie. So. Ah, I didn't <laughs> say it. Don Cheadle did a great job. I gotta say, no black Terminators. Mm. Well, I don't. You know, it's in the future after robots took over. You know, they're gonna kill the slow ones. <laughs> so the whites, right? The the uh, the super. Mm. You would think in the future, if the robots are attacking, like the physically advantageous would be the ones to survive. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you probably get like the athletic, right? The Have runners. You been to the south side. Well, no, I'm you know I'm just talking like Kenyans. I'm saying, dude, there's like a vast <laughs> chasm between the super athletes. Their athletes are way better. You know, <laughs> I'm saying like Kenyans. You know, people maybe not so much in America. <laughs> oh, good call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Americans. Or, you know, like the receivers of the Miami Dolphins, right? They're going to survive, right? They'll be able to outrun the lasers. Good call. So these are the dudes. These are the fellas I would see in yeah, the future. Yeah, but they're going to be sleeping with the white chicks, you know? So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's how they're it gonna goes. They're going to selectively breed their uh, own kind out of existence. Wow. Good call, man. Yeah. I can see it now. Yeah, but still, no black Terminator. I'm kind of blown away in that. I think about it, and then they they did like well, Frank. Actually, to be fair to the the robot designing it, it's a genius move because he was the whole point of creating the Terminator was to trick the humans into letting him into their cave. <laughs> <laughs> and he knew how racist humans were. I'm sure, like, they had, like, an Asian, a Ch- you know what I mean? The, no, the they Indian. did an Asian. I'm saying they've done, like, five Terminators since the original two, and, like, they've done Asian robo dude. They've done the futuristic uh, chick. Oh, who's not going to trust the Asian guy They even up? did a yeah, chick. Yeah, yeah. They did a, a pansexual, amorphous, non-sex thing lady for one of them. Oh, did they? I, I swear to God, the last one, there was, like, no Yeah, definitive... dude, I, oh, I, mean, I can't believe we haven't talked about this, dude. I turned on Netflix the other day, <laughs> yeah. and there's, like, nine Terminators I'd never heard of. That's what I'm saying. I, knew, I literally, like, went to bed one day, and there were two Terminators, 
And then I woke up the next day, and there's been nine Terminators throughout the entire 2000s. They've been so bad, nobody saw them. And and but again, I'm now like cycling. Mark Wahlberg's in one of them. Yeah, dude. Do, do, do you do you remember? No, it was a uh, Christian Bale's in one. Christian Bale, yeah. yeah. Do you remember that? It was directed by Mick G. That was the director's name. Mick G. Was the I've director. never seen that movie. Oh my god! I've never seen that movie. It's pretty depressing and it's not very good. But my favorite part about it is before that Terminator came out, I believe Terminator Salvation, uh, about two months before, <laughs> Christian Bale goes on some insane rant on set and just chews out everybody in the production and is like screaming at everyone. And I think maybe he's like cast, he's going after one guy specifically, like holding the boom mic or something, you know, like (laughs) he literally goes on like this five minute insane rant where he's just destroying the people on this set. And that recording leaked. And it, like, came out before the movie, and that's, like, all anyone talked about before Terminator came out was how Christian Bale just, like, belittled this, like, dude on the set. Ah, that's not a good look. And it ended up being a terrible movie. And, again, total white dude Terminator. Like, why never, like, a supersized black dude Terminator? I tell you, who's going to trust him to let him in? Well, no, it, towards towards these later Terminators, there's no trust anymore. <laughs> Frank, it was hard enough for the white robot to get past <laughs> the dogs. Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny when you think about it. They tried to do all the, the other black, stuff. The, the Asian, black Terminator, the, he's the, <laughs> the, no the black, black Terminator, you're like about to walk in with him. He's like, hold on. He just sprinkles crack on himself. <laughs> I like, now they'll believe me. That's, I just like can't believe it. Actually, you know, uh, the, now that I'm uh, rolling through it, and like, how did Terminator escape like the rage of the modern era, the woke movement, right? Uh, that's why they stopped making them in 2018. <laughs> Maybe that's it. James Cameron put the kibosh. He's like, all right, first of all, I'm never <laughs> going to have a black Terminator. All right, so we're ending the franchise. <laughs> we just, just saw the first BLM <laughs> protest. He's like, all right, that's a wrap, folks. Terminator's dead. <laughs> Secretly, James Cameron, super racist. He's actually a white supremacist. He's like, we'll never have a black Terminator, ever. Over my dead body. <laughs> well, speaking, of, uh, speaking of black lives matter um, and black rights, because uh, you know, I'm a huge fan. Uh, oh, man, this thing recorded at 27 minutes. I don't know what's going to... might have something weird here. Uh, all right. I, I had a clip. I thought I did from uh, Denver. Let's see if this comes through here. And in Colorado. Oh, this- yes. Okay, good. <laughs> Ooh, Amy. Make sure you folks have something I'm still to thirsty drink. from that last one we played. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was bad. I thought this thing rendered. I have a clip here. It's like a 20-second clip, but it, like, rendered forever, and I didn't know what was going on, and it looks like it recorded 27 minutes. <laughs> so <laughs> It's probably a lot of me farting and doing, like, weird stuff in the yeah, background. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be you like why isn't this board working? Why is nothing working? <laughs> What's going on? God damn it, I gotta text Mike. Mike, we're gonna be late. This thing's not working. I, I gotta reboot, reboot. I got, I'm gonna restart everything. <laughs> damn it! <laughs> I literally have had a recording of myself trying to figure out what's wrong with my thing. <laughs> Oh, man, I'm already sweating just thinking about it. Okay, so uh, <laughs> this is a good clip, though, at least the first minute. 
So we'll see what comes after. But um, Amy Goodman's going to tell us about something. <clears throat> now, I, I had the clips all lined up for today, I'm not going to lie, and I was just perusing my normal news sites, and I was going through the headlines at Democracy Now!, one of my favorite places to get information. And sure enough, Amy Goodman stuck this little nugget <clears throat> right at the end of headlines, and uh, it's for all the local focal out here in Denver, Colorado. And in Colorado, the city of Denver's reached a $4.7 million settlement with more than 300 Black Lives Matter activists who were brutally arrested by... Are there even 300 black people in Denver? I really yeah, don't even... Think... One of them. <laughs> That's right, dude. <laughs> they arrested all the blacks. <laughs> Not only was that... <laughs> it was every black person in Denver plus their cousins that came in for the protest. <laughs> police in the summer of 2020. The settlement was unanimously approved by the Denver City Council, siding with protesters who said police violated their First Amendment rights. The class action lawsuit accused Denver police of using violent tactics against hundreds of protesters to enforce a curfew enacted in response to the massive racial justice actions following the police murder of George Floyd in Minnesota. Protesters described Denver police firing tear gas, flashbang grenades, pepper balls, rubber bullets and other projectiles without giving them any time to disperse. Oh, go fuck yourself. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, yes. Denver, we're always and here's my favorite part about this, right? Unanimous decision. Oh, we're going to we're going to reward these people who are patriotically peacefully protesting. You know, Black Lives Matter and George Floyd, the saint. And, of course, six months ago, there was a shooting at a local public school in Denver, and the parents and everyone were screaming on the news, where were the police? Where are the police? How could the police not do something about this? This is crazy. We need more police. They literally did, and now we have police roaming schools in Denver public uh, school areas because the the parents demanded an answer and demanded action that we get protection in, in, in the campuses for our children. That's crazy. But now we're, we must celebrate, right? Because everybody just got rewarded a handful of cash because they were out there... Uh, you know, celebrate. You know, it was the summer of love. I love that. Frank, they were mistreated. They were brutally arrested. They were treated like a uh, political. Pri- oh, what's that? What'd you say? Jan 6? Ah, let's not talk about those people. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how's QAnon Shaman doing, man? All right. It's terrible. He's probably man. doing that good, actually. But, um, it just, it, yeah. They've totally weaponized. Like, one side of the political aisle has completely weaponized the judicial system and uh, just the DOJ, man. It's crazy. If I'm a young guy and I'm coming back from maybe serving in the military or whatever and I want to join the police force, what incentive do I have to join the police force in Denver? The city council doesn't have my back. I don't have the support of the citizens. I'm completely alone on an island where I'm treated like shit from above and below. Why bother? Yeah, why? For a paycheck? Right. It's not worth my time or risking my life to go put my neck out there and support and, you know, protect the community. If the community doesn't care about me and neither do the council members, uh, then go screw off, pound sand. I'm going to go support Wichita, Kansas, or I'm going to go down to Texas and be a cop there. I I can't say it enough, man. If you want people to volunteer to protect the community, you need to make your community a community worth protecting. 
right? Protection comes at great cost to those who decide to do it, you know? It really kind of harkens me back to what you had proposed uh, a couple weeks ago and how if there were to be some sort of call to arms and all of us to, you know, go overseas and fight Ukraine, would we want to? Would anyone have kind of the energy to do it? What would we be truly supporting? You know, like... I'm not going, and I I would never look down on anybody that refused to go right now. Would we really want to go over there and fight Russians to push wokeism in American culturalism (laughs) right now? The American culture currently is kind of trashy. Yeah. And what, what are you going over there to fight for? Because Joe Biden, his son got a bribe from these people, so now we got to go fight for him? <laughs> I, uh, I don't think... Uh, no, I wasn't part of that deal. I didn't get to fuck any hookers. I didn't get to do any blow. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, we all got the rind of the uh, deal. No doubt about it. Man, I... We always do. Well, either way, um, I'm, I'm, I hope... Everybody out here is excited. We're, we're paying off the BLM supporters. I can only assume Denver is next on the list of states and cities uh, that are going to do the reparations dance that they uh, dealt with in San Francisco. Good. We, we must Good. be you next on the list. Good. You guys are only doing this. It's just like the sanctuary city thing. You're doing it because you don't, realize, you don't have a lot of black residents now. Start doing the reparations bullshit. You know what I mean? Now now you're going to just see this huge influx of black residents coming to your city demanding reparations, you know? Oh, I've joked about it quite a bit, but I got to say there has been a sort of diversification of the Denver downtown area. There's pretty, uh, it's pretty obvious, you know, we're starting to sway in the other direction of being more like, you know, other cities, if you will. And it's fine to be diverse. You just don't want any... You know, you don't want the people of any group that are just looking for handouts, whether it's black, Mexican, Italian, whatever. Yeah, I don't, don't want <laughs> the handout people are the worst. We have a new mayor. I think his name is Mike Johnston, if I'm not mistaken, and he um he's got this new initiative. His big thing is that he's sweeping away the homeless. He's cleaning up the city, and he's doing these sweeps where he's kind of just doing block by block and announcing we're coming through. And I was reading an article about it, uh, I think it was yesterday, actually, and they were interviewing the residents of these uh, tent alleyway <laughs> sections, <laughs> and uh, they were none too pleased to, you know, to hear that, you know, how sudden they were warned and how little time they had to put together their effects and belongings, and, and they had nowhere else to go, you know? This is where they were Frank, living they, for the last three months. they gave them 24 hours to get out of the <laughs> space that they were illegally occupying. I know. For, like, you should hear some of these people, like, what they're saying. It's unreal to me. Like, like, oh, this is insane. I've been living here for three months, and now I have to leave tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, it's fucking insane that it took three months to get you out of here. What the fuck is three months? They show the pictures of these tents, and they're lined along... These sidewalks, and on the other side of the sidewalk, are the homes that people are paying to live in. And these oh, homeless dude. people are outraged. They can't comprehend why anyone would want to get rid of them. And, like, and I, love, I love the news where they call them uh, unhoused residents. No, no, that is a fucking oxymoron. By definition, if you are unhoused, you are not a resident. <laughs> right. Right? 
And if you are, if you have a residency, then you are not unhoused. There should be a deal on some level where, like, if if there's this homeless dude staying on that other side of the sidewalk across from my property, the state knocks on my door and say, we can move him or uh, he'll do your lawn work and shovel your snow. I'm like, all right, deal. Dude, the homeless thing, see, this goes hand in hand with the trans thing and the whole language bullshit they pull on us. Because with the, tra- why do you care if you have to call this man a, a she? He wa- she wants to be called she. Yeah, but if I keep calling her she and her, then it's going to make sense when she wants to go into the little girl's room. Yes. You know? Yes. So that's, it's the same thing here with the homeless. Once I play your stupid little game of now it's an unhoused resident. Well, I can't just, I just can't arrest an unhoused resident for being an unhoused resident. You know what I mean? It's like, no, there's a fucking, it's a homeless guy. We need to get rid of him. You're right, though. That's it. But then they themselves adapt, they adopt this victim mentality. Yeah. It's outrageous. Oh. The article I read was so over the top. I, I want to say it was in the Westward. Uh, maybe even uh, the Denver Gazette, and it it was simply just these people expressing like how how dare these the city members and the residents around us like remove us other residents like they're you know like they they like don't see it like like dude you the, don't pay the to beauty be- of the city can be found in the diversity yeah the diversity of the homeowners. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they're cleaning it up, and I I like the sweeps uh, because there are certain areas that were just detestable, and it, you know it, it was making the city ugly. However, th- they're just they mosey down to the parts where you don't see, and then you go oh, down yeah. certain streets, and then that's where they are. And, and oh, it's like when you clean your hamster's cage; you just cleaned out all their feces, and they come right back. Exactly, and. <laughs> If you institute policies where they, you know, you make sure they aren't reestablishing themselves in the places you cleared off, they're going to go park themselves in those industrial areas down by the creeks and, you know, in the shadier spots of town. And then you're going to create these kind of like hobo, you know, tent cities, man, that are, you know, we're just pushing and brushing aside. We're sweeping under the rug in these cities. The problem that is everywhere, which is... Man, the drug use, the mental health, like, these people are nuts. And there's nowhere for them to go. That's the bottom line. We shut down all these mental institutions. We have no places to put these people. Yeah, they're putting them in San Francisco. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, they're, go- they're gonna go wherever you let them go. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, yeah so there's, I- a, there's a reason <laughs> when you go to Chicago, they're everywhere. You go to Arlington Heights, don't see them. Yeah, I agree, and they're, they're going to be everywhere in Denver forever. I, I think they're just going to keep pushing them to the side, pushing the side, and they're going to creep up on the other side, they're going to push that side. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's never going to stop, man, because they're not instituting any, like, you know, if you tent here, you're arrested, and we throw out all your stuff. Yeah, I can't believe, I don't know when that became, that, that was a COVID thing, right? 
or just became yes. okay to put up a tent. Yes, man. It used to not yeah, be insane. okay. They used to like arrest insane. people. They right? Am I correct about this? I remember a day when homeless would often be dealt with by the police. Oh, but that's right. Yeah. We we defunded the police, oh, so no we don't have cops anymore. That. We don't even have enough cops to like deal with murders and robberies or rapes, right? So let alone the homeless causing problems or tenting up everywhere. So yeah, that actually kind of all makes sense. It all kind of <laughs> it's full circle, right? With the Democrat cities, you know, we defund the cops, the crime goes up, the homeless settle in, the businesses move out, more homeless come in, the crime continues to go up. It's genius. Yeah, it's genius. Then they start voting Republican. <laughs> That's right. I gotta say, a lot of people in uh, Colorado. I brought it up uh, on the last episode. Very quiet with the politics, and I'm only saying it because liberals forever, up until two seconds ago, I'm a liberal, and liberals are geniuses, and this is what we <laughs> believe. And if you don't believe it, you're a racist. I know. <laughs> I've been tuning into CNN for like four hours. They have not shown the Trump mugshot one time. No, it's... They are obsessed with this hurricane that has 20-mile-per-hour wind. Well, do you know what we happened? We had 20-mile-per-hour wind I'm today. telling you, man, <laughs> I talked about it on the last show, and I, I'm, I'm really big on it. The Trump mugshot was not just a big failure. I think it wrecked the Democratic machine. I think the media got exposed for what they are, a clown show, a circus. Like, nobody's watching the news. I think that's what happened. There was no outrage because nobody's on Twitter anymore. It's still fucking bots. Nobody's on anything uh, anymore. I think everybody has fucked, shut it off. They've unplugged. Yeah, it makes you wonder, what is everybody paying attention to? I think they're paying attention to their wallet, the money that's disappearing out of it every time they go and gas up and buy groceries. <laughs> oh, shit, gas, it's $5 again. Yeah, dude, nobody cares about any of the stories anymore, the sensationalized nonsense. Ukraine, right? Trump. You know, it, it's, it's, it's kind of out there, unseen, and out of mind because really it's just too expensive to live. And so we're all kind of just hunkering down and simplifying. You know, honestly, you know, I bet everyone's fucking broke. So no one can afford the subscriptions to anything anymore, or their cable uh, payments or anything. So no one's getting oh, the information. Good call. If, it's literally, if you want to watch the Trump uh, Tucker interview, you have to have Paramount to see the Tucker half <laughs> and this subscription to see the. Dude, who is paying for these subscriptions? I also. I brought this up a while back, and I, I've been kind of thinking a lot about it, how the absence of the Jimmys on late night and no SNL has removed a lot of nastiness from the public discourse. And people, That's a great call. people aren't sitting at home and consuming on a nightly basis that, like, it, that horrible garbage that was being spewed out of Colbert and Jimmy Kimmel and, and just, I mean, Jimmy Kimmel said if you didn't get vaccinated and you had a heart attack, it'd be better for everybody if you were left to die. He, he said oh, that. Easy. That was a joke on his show that people <laughs> <laughs> laughed and applauded because it was so funny because those plague rats deserve to die, right? But it's really kind of, you know, if we take a step back, maybe the best thing that happened to our society was the writer's strike that we all forgot about and oh, nobody cares about, man. I think it may have saved our culture. You know what? 
One of the things, one of the hardest things for a true hero to do, is hang up that cape. I think you writers and actors just please. Thank you for your service. <laughs> it's time to hang up those capes. You're a hero to us all. <laughs> You're right, dude. Those are the people ruining the country. Well, my point being with this is not not a lot of people are sitting there watching news. Most people don't have the mental, you know, capacity to sit there and watch something so boring. But they do get their news from Stephen Colbert. They do. Or right. Seth Meyers. And, and SNL. And SNL. They literally get told, they literally make opinions off of SNL. Yeah. And so if, if I'm not someone who has time, let's say, to watch CNN all day or any of these other news sources or even branch out and get a little action from the uh, democracy now, uh, you know, I... You know, I'm beat. I worked all day. I took care of the kids. I'm home. It's, you know, 9 o'clock at night. Where am I getting my news tonight? Oh, Jimmy Kimmel's on. I'm going to laugh at all the stuff he's making fun of about Trump. Yeah. And it's crazy because they all just echo the same tune. Same stuff, man. And not only that, it's yeah. very negative. It's very hate-filled. It really is. So maybe without it, People aren't so focused on Trump or COVID or remember, all I'll the other narratives. For, one of the grossest things I ever saw on the left was when uh, I believe it was Jelaine, Jelaine Maxwell got arrested. Oh, yeah. Or no. Was it when she got arrested? I don't remember. They asked Trump about something, about somebody, and he kind of like just brushed it off. And he's like, well, you know, I didn't hear about that. I'm just hearing about it now. I wish her well. Yes, and then that yes. was do you remember i do yeah man. and then dude for like three days every podcast that he wished her well he, i can't believe he wished her well would you <laughs> would you wish hitler well <laughs> if you found out hitler tripped and fell and was in the house you would wish him well <laughs> it was like dude he like it was like it was one. It was like one of those where he's walking from the plane to the limo. You know, like it was crazy. <clears throat> those are my favorite Trump moments, man. <clears throat> but do you remember how they attacked him for that? It was like he just made a like a nice comment. You know, I don't know. No, I do. Was, my, I do. My whole my whole problem with the left is like, it's not okay for me. Not only is it not okay for me to disagree with you, I have to hate, hate everybody that disagrees with you. Yes. That's exactly it. Yeah. It, and I, I'm just noticing, again, uh, I try to pay attention to what people around me are talking about, and it used to be the declaration guy, the I'm a liberal and we're all liberals, you know, like, <clears throat> that's gone. You're not getting that dude anymore in, in the bar or anywhere, and it, it seems... Yeah. Seems to me maybe you know the tide is turning a little bit, and that this mug shot was a very disgusting move. And I think it maybe have potentially red pilled a few people out there. I, I think people finally said like, uh, "All right, we went a little too far. That one was bad. Why'd we do that? That's that was not a good move." You know, people in the middle. People who like didn't really like Trump because he was gross, and people who really don't like Biden because, well, he's also really gross, you know. So, 
You know, and then they were like, oh, why did they do the mugshot thing? Because that's, and I'm going to say this too, and I know maybe I'm crossing some lines here. Uh, edit team, production crew, be ready. Uh, <laughs> the prosecutor, or the the lady going after Trump was Fanny Willis? I have no idea. That Fa- was, yeah, Fanny, yeah, in Georgia. Fanny Williams or Fanny... <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, I'm I'm looking up the uh... the name, the lady. All these, it just looks like this lady hell bent on politically going after this dude. She looks like she has no idea what she's doing, and is completely in over her head. And all, everything about it is just such a spectacle and very dumb. And I I've said it before, and I'm going to continue saying it. This, <laughs> one of, Willis. Fanny Willis. One of the most embarrassing things to happen in the political theater of America, maybe ever. Doesn't matter what side yeah. you are on politically. This was just gross and embarrassing. And all the characters involved, you they all look dumb. Really dumb. Really silly. So Yeah, they do. Yeah. Dude, I gotta I gotta Shape. go back to this. I wish her well. It's so funny. Oh, do you have it? Uh yeah, I think I got a clip if you want me yeah, to. Play yeah, yeah. so was he talking about I'm wondering. It is about just like okay. actually. Yeah, right? yeah. All right, yeah. Do you feel that she's going to turn in powerful men? How do you see that working out? I don't know. I haven't really been oh, following her too it. much. I just wish her well, frankly. Uh, I've met her numerous times over the years, especially since I lived in Palm Beach, and I guess they lived in Palm Beach. Uh, but I wish her well, whatever it is. Uh, I don't know the situation with Prince Andrew. Just don't know. Not aware of it. So that was what he said, right? Yeah, man. So you gotta see this. Uh, this is from this is this is the news of that day. If you just Google the news of the next day, AP News. Trump says just Lane Maxwell. I wish her well. <laughs> the Guardian. <laughs> oh no! Oh, I can't wait. For that. Donald Trump has bestowed his good wishes on just Lane Maxwell. Bestowed his goodwill. <laughs> CBS News. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Trump sends good wishes to accused sex trafficker. Uh, oh, yeah. Politico. <laughs> I mean, wow. The, the New York Times. But we're not going to talk war- about Bill Clinton. Words. <laughs> Nobody wants to talk about Bill Clinton. Seventeen <laughs> trips on Lolita Express. No, no, no. Trump. He's a sleazeball. He's a sleazeball. <laughs> Tell me you guys are not obsessed with this man. This goes back to, this was July of 2020. Okay, well, I've always been up for going down this hill or rabbit hole, if you will. (laughs) Trump, Mar-a-Lago, Palm Beach, Springs, Palm Springs. Palm Springs, yeah. Palm Springs, Manhattan. Uh, Epstein had a Manhattan building, I believe, probably not. I think not too far from where Trump and Epstein, a lot of close po- uh, proximity going on throughout their lives. Oh my God. Fellas who existed in very <laughs> similar social spheres. Uh, I can't wait. You know what, dude? I can't wait for the debate between him and Biden when Donald Trump looks at Joe Biden and says, Remember those girls you trafficked? I was one of those little girls. <laughs> <laughs> I was he was one of those blonde-haired girls. Oh, man. Still has the tan. Looks good. <laughs> Looks good. 
I was one of those girls. Oh, man. Uh, do you think they're going to debate? I don't even think it's going to happen. They'll never debate. He's going to be in jail in Georgia, Frank. If he is, then they should do it live from the jail. That would be hilarious. Yes, it would be absolutely fantastic. Oh, that would be so funny. The best part would be when his time's up, his visiting time. <laughs> <laughs> Have you? I just, wanted to, I just wanted to know, like, he has to get an extra large cell, right? For the two ser- secret service that have to be in there <laughs> have to be there. Do they have to wear the, the jumpsuits? Right? Or do they get to wear the suits? Oh. <laughs> How does it work? <laughs> so dumb. So now, when you offend when dumb. you offend the bloods in there, do they stab you and the secret service? So just... um I don't believe you're a TikTok man. Are you a TikTok uh peruser? No, I have a brain. Yeah, same. So uh, Emma is on the TikTok, and I uh, yeah. <laughs> I was asking her about, because uh, I saw it on, on the Twitters uh, from the TikTok. That's how it works these days. There are all these videos, mix-up videos or, you know, mashups or whatever it is, uh, and um, it's all these people from the black community now who are professing how Trump is now... In so many words, one of them, because he's, you know, he's, you know a, a fella who's now going to be serving time or he's been booked. So now there's like a certain, mm. there's a, like a respect for Trump now in the hood that apparently didn't really, be, you know, exist prior to this booking. And so now the, you know, the black folk of America are even more behind Trump than they were uh, previously. He, he won the highest black vote of any Republican, right? I believe so. He also did incredible things for the black community when he was president. Like Trump, Trump, like wasn't sleeping through that presidency. It was almost like he treated them like humans and didn't just coddle them and treat them like little kids. You know, Trump had this weird thing. Maybe it was working. He called it America first. And it was kind of, uh, (laughs) it felt like for a few years there, we were putting our country before other countries. Right. Well, more importantly, his pocket. You know, just... see, see, Joe Biden's Bidenomics is Joe Biden's pocket first. <laughs> That's right. You know, Bidenomics. All the people that <laughs> Bidenomics is we're going to send twenty five billion to Ukraine in the same week that we cut a seven hundred dollar check to all the families who suffered losses in uh, <laughs> Maui. See how that works, Bidenomics. See, because if I cut seven hundred dollar checks to the families in Maui, the big guy doesn't get a lot of the ten percent. Right, but well, if we send the <laughs> uh, send the twenty five billion over to Ukraine, big guy gets twenty gets the ten percent. See how that mm. works? Yeah, it's a much better deal for the big guy. And who's the big guy? The same big guy who's taking showers with his daughter. That's right, Joe Biden. Yeah, I can't get into that one. That's a little. <laughs> We just uh, went through the catalog of conspiracies right there. We we went Jeffrey Epstein all the way to Biden showering with the daughter. Well, that's what I dude. I just I cannot believe right now. Okay, the, the fact of the matter is, for the first time, a former president is indicted. Right? Oh yeah. And the current president, it looks like, might be the most corrupt president we've ever had. <laughs> yeah. And actually, I don't think he is the most corrupt. He's just the most provably corrupt right like it's just so (laughs) obvious what they were doing there's uh, there's a money trail leading right to him you know like it's it's 
I think he's and, the most internationally corrupt. I think the most corrupt would probably be Bush Sr., H.W., who arguably was probably behind the assassination of JFK and was running the, you know, was in the CIA at that time and maybe even one of the shooters. And, you know, there, there, you know, and the, uh, the tentacles of the uh, Bush family, truly, I believe they are, uh, I don't know, man. You talk about most corrupt, dude. We're talking, you could go back corrupt. to like, yeah. when our, like, when, you know, when our early presidents, man, some of these guys were making deals with the French for, like, gold and shit. Yeah, I, th- I think in the modern era, the Bush family, and I'm including Prescott Bush in, in that, uh, I think these this this family, one of the most, mod- in modern America time here, 1900s, forward, I would say probably one of the most corrupt, only because I believe they were behind the coup d'etat that changed America forever, which was the assassination of JFK. Hmm. There's no doubt about it in my mind. And the dude ended up, dude ended up being vice president, president, head of the CIA. His son was president for eight years. I mean, the Bushes, man, they, uh, they've been in some kind of control for some time now. And by the way, uh, take a look. Who's one of the advisors for Ron DeSanctimonious? Carl Rove. Yeah, that's. I can't believe that guy's alive. Carl Rove is a. Uh, Tied forever with an umbilical cord uh, to the Bush family. <laughs> I can't believe that guy's alive. I know. He's, he's a creepy fella. There's no doubt about it. Entertain yourselves, folks, and go check out the documentary Bush's Brain, one of the most uh, eye-opening documentaries <clears throat> I've seen in my life. Man, you're not going to believe this. Some would say Carl Rove. Pretty great. He's 5'7", <laughs> five, five, baby. I was waiting for him. Damn! There's something with that height, man. Pure evil. I think <laughs> pure evil, dude. We are just the best. Oh, I'm gonna start using that. I'm the same height as Tom Cruise and Carl Rove, baby. Oh no! What a spectrum. That's a real spectrum right there. The five seven spectrum. All right, you got Carl Rove. That's gotta be a fake name, dude. Like it's four letters, four letters. K and R. That's a really weird. Oh yeah, KR initials. Something up with Carl Rove. He's creepy, no doubt it's about it. It's hard to even say, you know. They call him Bush's brain. Like that creeps me out. He reminds me of Korg, the brain that's in the body of that mechanical body in the <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon from the eighties. You remember that? Was it Korg? Yeah, or Krang? Yeah. Kang? I can't remember the guy's name. Uh I know who you're talking about though, yeah. And then he had the giant dude. Yeah, you put the brain, he would go into the giant mechanical dude. That's Bush's ah, yeah. brain. And Bush is the stupid mechanical <laughs> thing. <laughs> Which, I mean, come on. I mean, we know Bush for one thing and one thing only, right? Cocaine. Well, that and, yeah, you know. Oh. Come on. Uh, can he didn't even have him, folks. You know, it's brownie. You're doing a heck of a job. Oh, you know what I'm man, even, uh, this computer's working slow today, folks. It's called uh, time, and we ran out of it, unfortunately, because it is. <laughs> and brownie, you're doing a heck of a job. <laughs> it's the fastest hour in the universe. We hit that point, no doubt about it.